Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. This is Kevin. And this is John. And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we take a long, hard look at some of our favorite action movies from the era of Arnold. Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies, and we're breaking them all the way down. That's right. We're going to get into the nitty-gritty and examine the good, the bad, the ugly, and the laughable in these movies. But, as always, we're coming from a place of love. You don't watch these movies as much as we have unless you have a genuine affection for them. Hey, John, how are you doing? Hey, buddy, I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great, man. It's uh, great to be visiting you here in, in humid Houston. It's, yeah, it's so muggy outside that there's just like a thick film of condensation on all the windows. <laughs> it's wonderful. You walk outside and you're immediately soaking wet. People who live in Atlanta think they know about humidity, but I've never seen anything like this. Yeah, it's, it's pretty unbearable, That's... which is why I stay. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Um... We are here kicking off a brand new series about yes. a brand new movie. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. If you're joining us for the first time, uh, we're glad to have you. If you're a returning visitor, we we apologize. We don't know what's wrong with you, um, <laughs> but uh, we're glad you're we're glad you're here with us. Yeah, we're very excited about this. This is a new series. New series, uh, first ever time we've taken a look at a movie from James Cameron, who is one of my fucking favorites. Talentless sure. hack. Yeah, he just. <laughs> Every movie is done, and people don't like him, and people knock <laughs> Avatar, and people knock Titanic. I don't know, yeah. I mean, neither one of them are his, my favorite of his movies, right? but they're so much better than most of the stuff that comes out. He's got a vision. Yes. That's, he's a visionary. Yeah, He doesn't absolutely. take any shit from... What's your favorite James Cameron movie? Mm, probably The Abyss. Oh, I like it. Yeah. I love The Abyss. Yeah. I would probably go... The first Terminator or Aliens. Aliens is so fucking good. Aliens is one of my... It might be my all-time favorite action movie, Aliens. It's really a fine film. Yeah. Way to go, James Cameron. You (laughs) really knocked it out of the park. He crushes the game. This is also an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah, this is not either The Abyss or Aliens. No. (laughs) Or anything from the Terminator franchise. What are we talking about? We're talking about True Lies. Yes. I remember this movie... Being so excited when it was coming out because mm-hmm. I was I was in my action movie uh, infancy ninety four it came out mm-hmm. so I would have been thirteen or about to turn thirteen. Um, Dad was taking me to R rated movies at this point. Nice, yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, and this movie had the coolest trailer. It wasn't, you know what? It wasn't the best action movie of that summer though. Speed. Came out like a couple of weeks before. I think Speed is Speed is a is superior really film. It's yeah, it's outstanding. It probably had half the budget at most of this movie. Right, a much smaller set. Much smaller. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Smaller scope of a film. Right, a great a great idea for a movie. Sometimes simple is best. Sometimes. This movie is anything but simple. Yeah, I was about to say, and then other times you want to throw everything in and just see what comes out. Yeah, and, dude. And this is that. This is that. 
situation, and it's awesome. Yeah, I love it. I mean, uh, as we said, directed by James Cameron, who also wrote the screenplay and produced the film. I think that's awesome. Like, he's just doing it all yeah. and doing it really well. He's very hands-on. Yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, I feel like he's a micromanager. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's, but he's an auteur. Yeah. Right? It's like, that makes sense. this is my thing, and everything's got to be exactly how I want it to be. Yeah, like Wes Anderson's the same way, yeah. and uh, the Coen brothers are the same way. Yeah, so. I, I can respect it as long as you're making good films. Yeah, absolutely. Um, stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, as we said, the fucking icon. Yes, we love you, Arnold. Uh, I read where Arnold had said this role, Harry Tasker, he feels like this was the role that he was born to play. That's like He wow. always wanted to be an, uh, a James Bond type or play that type of like a smooth, suave spy. Right. So he, pulls it he got his chance. Yeah, yeah he actually, he fucking kills it. Yeah, he is great in this movie, and you can tell he's really enjoying himself throughout. He can be really, really smooth and charming when he wants to be. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, like, like Hauser in Total Recall. Absolutely, <laughs> Hauser. Uh, yeah, totally, dude. Jamie Lee Curtis. Beautiful. Yeah. The the what is it? The Baroness or Duchess? Duchess Christopher Guest. Oh yeah. He's like a duke. He is. He's in the he's or in nobility or, or some like shit. Yeah. yeah. They have a title, but yeah, she's awesome in this movie. She's beautiful. She's in great shape in this movie. She really was. Yeah, like it was, ridiculous shape. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. What's your okay. favorite Jamie Lee role? Uh, I mean, I think the first Halloween is like a perfect movie. Yeah. But it's she, awesome. I don't know that she got to have that much range in it. I think she's born, I think she's got a gift for comedy. Oh, yeah. I, I thought she was places. really good in Trading Places. Trading Places is my favorite. For sure, yeah. Um, and not just because she's naked, but because she's actually <laughs> awesome. I don't remember much about her performance other than the, the movie was great, Fish Called Wanda. That movie is incredible. I don't remember much about her performance, though. I she's remember uh, Klein. Kevin Klein Kevin just Klein crushing it. Yeah, Kevin Klein, John Cleese, all those people are just amazing in that yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Solid, funny shit. Um, I feel like at the time this movie came out, Jamie Lee Curtis had said this was making this movie was the best experience of her career. That's really cool. That's cool. I like to think about this movie like everyone's having fun making this movie. It definitely had that feel. Because right? it's so much fun to watch. She won a Golden Globe for really? her performance in this. Yeah, I think for, for best actress in a, in a comedy or musical. Yeah, she's phenomenal in this. She's yeah. got great timing. Playing it was, like it's sort of a uptight wife but this sort of comes out of her show and stuff which is probably a real liberating thing for her to get to because i yeah. think she had been playing that those roles moms and stuff like right. that and now she got a chance to do something step out and show that she could do more sink her teeth and show some range yeah man absolutely um arnold didn't like her for the role but then when once they got to working together mm -hmm. he, he was she won him over with her you i know. can see that Absolutely. Because she was all in, I think, on, like, giving it everything she had. Outstanding. Yeah. Totally cool, dude. A bunch of um, amazing comedy and acting chops in this movie <laughs> with, uh, with Tom Arnold and Bill Paxton yeah, in their roles. Unbelievable, both of them. Is Bill Paxton's performance in this movie legendary? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's like... For the amount of screen time he had, yes. You, get, you really get the feeling in watching this movie that James Cameron is a huge Bill Paxton fan. Yeah, he just <laughs> seems like that guy. He's like... He can play the most likable jerky characters. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think about him as Hudson. Uh -huh. He's fucking unbelievable. He's such a, like a whatever. 
a coward naysayer guy, but he's right. also just like you love him. Absolutely, you're sad to see him go. I like the I like the idea of the James Cameron being like, I'm gonna write a big, a couple of giant scenes for you. I'm gonna because let you I shine. You I'm gonna so let you much. chew. I'm gonna let you chew this scenery in a whole portion of the movie that does nothing to. It really the plot doesn't. Of the movie. It really doesn't. We'll have to <laughs> examine that when we get there. Um, but yeah, also do Tom Arnold. He had like a dubious reputation right. at the time. Right, because you of know, his relationship with Roseanne. There was like and Roseanne, and then he was like drugs and on the tabloid covers and everything whoops. like that. Dude, um, I think what I read was that James Cameron felt like he was so perfect for the part that he threatened to, to, to just scrap the movie or take it to another studio if Fox wouldn't let him cast Tom Arnold. That's awesome. Yeah, and That's Tom Arnold cool. is amazing. Yeah. A perfect, like, great chemistry with uh, Schwarzenegger. One hundred percent. Yeah, love that. Agreed. And you got um, in some smaller roles, but equally important roles. Tia Carrera. Oh people will remember as Cassandra from Wayne's Her World. Name lots of other stuff. was Cassandra. <laughs> um, Art Malik as Salim Abu Aziz, mostly like a TV actor. He's been very, very busy. Like, yeah, he he's works got tons a lot. of credits. He was. Um, he was like the Pakistani general in some seasons of Homeland. Right. I don't know if you ever watched that. He's oh, great yeah. in it. Um, yeah, he had been like not working much before mm-hmm. this movie. I read like he was on the verge of whatever, losing his house and everything like that. Damn. Like he hadn't worked for over a year and he got this part that sort of rejuvenated that career. It's a, he's it's great. a tough business. Yeah. He's outstanding in this. Um, let's see. You got a uh, young Eliza Dushku playing the daughter. Yeah. Uh, Grant Heslov as Faisal. I remember him in smaller roles, um, in like Congo and Dante's Peak around this time, but he's been busier in recent years as a producer. That's right. He's like tight with George Clooney, I think, and produced on several of his movies, uh, Good Night and Good Luck and awesome. Ides of March. Um, but yeah, he's he's. I love it when a dude can do a lot of stuff. Yeah. He produced on Argo as well. He won an Oscar for that one, I think. Did Argo win Best Picture? It did win it Best did, Picture. It did, yeah. So he walked away with a trophy. I don't necessarily think it should have, but it was it was a fine movie. I don't remember what it was up against, but it's a, one of the less strong Best Picture winners. It was perhaps. supposed to be it was supposed to be like Affleck's return to yeah. prominence and it, I didn't think it was. You didn't know, you weren't digging it. Yeah. Let's talk about Charlton Heston. Legend. Yeah. Been her himself, kind of a cameo-ish part. Um, I love, yeah, I lo- yeah, it's sort amazing. of a, sort of a Nick Fury kind of role. Yeah, he's playing as Spencer Trilby, and I, I read that that was the inspiration for his for the role that he's playing. I, I read Trilby's the same, the eye, down to the eye patch. Yeah, exactly. And leading like a secret covert. Uh, yeah, very cool, badass. It was the remake of a French film. That's right. Called Le Totale. <laughs> Is that right? How do you say it? Le Total. Um, Le Total. La Total. Which means the French, total, or like uh, that's a good question. Like all of it, <laughs> the <laughs> entire all thing. Of it. I yeah. think it was more comedy and less action. Yeah, it's sort of. I feel like it was like a casual fall kind of thing, like that. You know, take it and make it an yeah. American remake. But it was yeah, directed by French writer and director Claude Zidi, who also gets screenwriting credit on this one, along with Simon Michael and Didier Kaminka. <laughs> I, <laughs> thanks, buddy. Hey, no problem. That's why I'm here. <laughs> I, I only, I never seen the movie. Only watched the trailer for it. I have no clue what they were saying. Right. But it did look like it was the same plot. Yeah, it was. It was a, like a husband and wife dramedy, or not dramedy, really, but a husband and wife comedy, like where there's a spy and he's like trying to get back with his wife or like spice up their yeah. marriage or something. Like and that. there was a definitely a you could see the visible Bill Paxton character in that right. movie, like the the weird. 
used car guy. I imagine that La Total had less to do with Arab terrorists and more to do with the comedy and the secret agent part. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Uh, so I saw, the rumor goes that Schwarzenegger had brought this idea to do this project to James Cameron after he had been shown the French film by his brother-in-law, Robert Shriver. Okay. You know, Maria's uh, bro, oh, yeah, I guess. cool. Um, he really liked the idea of the character, and Cameron was intrigued because he'd never known Arnold to want to do a project simply because he wanted to play this character. Interesting. Like, I think usually it's like, I like this story or right. whatever. So Cameron went through it. He watched it. He saw that he could put his own spin on it and thought it had potential. And then I think Robert Schreiber ended up getting a, an executive producer credit on Very the thing, cool. too. So good That's for awesome. him, I suppose. <laughs> Um, budget was between 100 and 120 million. It's crazy. Yeah, this was when budgets were really ballooning on right. movies. Um, it only took in 146 domestic. A modest uh, success. Right. But then worldwide total was 378 million. So they were loving it. People elsewhere loved it. Yeah. I loved it too. I yeah, it's awesome. Um, it was Oscar nominated for visual effects. Oh yeah. Lost to Forrest Gump. Eh, a lot different kind of effects. Different types of effects, both good in their own way. But I, I can see why Forrest Gump would win because yeah. it was like stuff that people hadn't seen anything like what was happening in Forrest Gump right. before. Exactly. I get it. I get it. Um, of the movies that typically get the treatment on this show, <laughs> this one's actually pretty damn good. Yeah, I like it. It's awesome. It's got some moments that we can have fun with. <laughs> Definitely. But yeah, it's a solid film. Uh, it's very well made. Uh, and a pretty pretty tightly wound plot. Um, also, unlike other movies that, that we talk about, it's kind of long. It clocks in at <laughs> 141 minutes. So yeah, we're trying to tr- we'll try to keep the pace moving. So I guess we better get cracking on yeah, this Yeah, let's get, let's get to it. Let's get to it. <laughs> um, this was the first uh, U.S. release from the 20th Century Fox using the new opening animation. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah. I did not know that. It's like all, I think it was more CG and less just the still of the 20th Century Fox logo or whatever. Right. Awesome. They had this long musical sequence with credits leading in that you don't see much in films anymore. It sounds like Wild West music. Yeah. I love it. It was pretty good. It yeah, was like, very good. Yeah. I, I, yeah, you could definitely see like a, a stagecoach <laughs> rolling across the prairie for sure. <laughs> um, so apparently Arnold Schwarzenegger had negotiated with his agent that he and he alone would get his. Uh, name before the title in, right. the, in the opening credits there. Makes sense. And then when the movie was finished, James Cameron was so proud of Jamie Lee Curtis's performance and thought she, you know, was the standout that he went and asked Arnold if he would mind if Jamie Lee Curtis also got her name before, and Arnold instantly just said, yeah, that's great. She's great. Arnold Schwarzenegger is a nice guy. I feel like... What yeah. a nice man. Stallone would never have oh, done that. <laughs> I, we're getting a theme going now on this podcast. <laughs> I don't want it to be the anti-Stallone podcast, but Arnold is the figurehead for a reason. That's right. I like some of Stallone's flicks, for Agreed. sure. It's Same. just sometimes he's more prone to movies that are less so awesomely bad than just flat-out bad. Well, also, you get the feeling that it's because of, like, some character-ish that he thinks yeah. a lot of himself. He doesn't want to... He takes himself very seriously, I feel like, and doesn't want to look silly. Where, whereas Arnold is eager and ready to spread the love and like, yeah. share share the wealth. That's true. It's more of a... Maybe it's more of a Stallone wants to make sure everyone knows that he's the star. Right. That's my issue. 
That's yeah. my primary issue. Okay. Is that what it, that's what it feels like, but not so in this case. Not so, yeah, not so, not so. Uh, this film opens up in Lake Chapeau, Switzerland. It's beautiful. Amazing lakefront mansion in the snow with the mountains behind and all that. It is sublime. This is actually an effects shot, though. That Damn build, it. That building is on the campus of Salve Regina University in Newport, Rhode Island. And mm. it is uh, just, I've seen pictures of it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the building, all right. So all the mountains and the lake and everything like that was all cropped so, together. So it's like superimposed. It looked good, though. Nope. I bought yeah, it. I completely thought it was real. I would love to live or just visit a place like this. It looks immaculate. Switzerland's fucking expensive. You've been to the Alps, right? I've been to the Italian Alps. Like the Dolomites are essentially the Italian Alps. And they're gorgeous. They're like surreal looking mountains. Yeah, I want to get up there for sure, dude. Do it. I want to do, yeah, Southern Germany, French Alps, Italian Alps, all that shit, dude. Switzerland, fuck yes. Um, very tight security outside the chateau. Yeah. Right? People were rolling up for some kind of event, one would think. Lots of, like, a line of limousines yeah, it's and black tie cars. event going on here. Uh, there's some sort of a gate at, like, a water entry right. to the thing. And maybe you could also roll up in a boat yeah, to the in, place or whatever. It's in the awesome. season, you roll up in, uh, in a boat. Well, underwater, there's a scuba diver who's cutting through the metal bars with a torch. Um, nice. Then the diver, he comes through the fence or through the gate. He surfaces through up through the ice, right. removes his uh, night vision and goggles or whatever <laughs> he had going on, and it's Harry Tasker, Arnie Arnold Schwarzenegger himself, dude. I think he just let he just drops the mask in the water. So I guess I won't be needing this anymore. Yeah, it's not the best security ever. That doesn't see like this massive dude in a scuba gear <laughs> climbing out of the lake or it's whatever. It's cold. It's very cold. Um, do you think that was real ice or no? That no. had to be some fake shit that, that they was, lay down. That was not real ice. Okay. Oh, you could tell. Yeah. yeah it, just, it just look. It breaks very easy. It okay. just doesn't look like it's real ice. All right. I was thinking the same. Like so. a sheet of polystyrene or some some <laughs> other kind of right. material, plastic of some yeah. sort. Yeah. For sure. Um, he sneaks to take shelter behind this boathouse and radios the to the support truck where right. we've got Albert Gibson. That's right. Tom Arnold. They're known mainly in the movie as Gib. Right. Uh, and as well as Faisal, Grant Heslov, who right. we mentioned before as well. They're chilling in the van. They got a fucking reel-to-reel rolling in there, which I guess was the technology of the day for recording. <sighs> what year was this again? 94? So that probably would have been like production and all. I can't been 92, think of like, like digital recording being yeah. a thing until like after 2000. Like I was in college and I remember guys had like mini disc players and microphones that they'd set up and yeah. stuff like that. But um like, I think in 94, probably still. Isn't it amazing that now all of this is just done in your phone? Right. <laughs> crazy. Yes, it is crazy. <laughs> um, so Harry pulls off his wetsuit, and he's got a tuxedo on underneath. It's like full James Bond. I love that. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Incredible, dude. Um, he plants a bomb mm-hmm. on, like, a, a tank of, or a, uh, he plants a bomb on, like, a barrel of something flammable, yeah, it's like a brick of C4 like. or something that yeah, he puts yeah. out there. He also puts in, like, an, e, an in-ear comm device. That's right. Splashes on some cologne. I love which it. came some, from where? I'm not sure. Some aftershave. Maybe it was know. in the jacket pocket or something. Yeah. It could it's be. a little packet. Yeah. There's a jump cut here from where he is not wearing a jacket to the next shot. Like, it, it seems right. like no time has passed, but he's got the jacket on. Right. And he's arming the bomb. That's nah, okay. Yeah. Well, we gonna, we forgive it. We're going to live with it. I never <laughs> noticed it until I was, like, studying closely. Right. Um, so... Harry avoids a guard, and he sneaks into the chateau. There's this, like, 
little comedy beat that yeah, he has like with he's the chef. out of the kitchen and the chef is confused and he starts telling the chef that the food sucks and to take it all away. It's right. like, it's dog food. Take I, it all. I get the impression that he's like, who are you? What are you doing back here? Who are you? And then he just went into chewing him out about the quality of the food. Arnold's French is not bad. But I guess really? that's, that's a result of him okay. speaking several languages. Yeah. Arnold's a talented dude, I think. That's he right. can He can execute this. Imagine, give me an impression of some of Stallone's French. <laughs> uh... Uh, <laughs> start. Like, oh, oh, what would he say? He's like, uh, le repas. Est, no, that's actually good. Le repas est pour le chien. <laughs> pour le chien. I buy it. Vite, vite. <laughs> I feel like Stallone just walked in the room. <laughs> I want to talk to you. Okay. <laughs> Très bien. Inside. Okay. Inside the the ballroom or whatever. There's this opulent party going on. Yeah. It's like the prototype, I feel like the prototype shady person party. There's like guys in weird military garb and shakes are there. Yeah, it's what I imagine like parties at Davos look like. Right, there's all these like big wigs from all over the world who are there who are probably doing some shady, cutting shady deals under the table. And nothing good is happening there for (laughs) sure. And and it's going to affect all of us. Wake up. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's just random military types and evil millionaires or slash billionaires. Right. Um, so Harry, he puts eyes on his target, which was a, a billionaire named Khaled. Right. He's hanging out with uh, a woman who we come to find is Juno Skinner. And that's Tia Carrera. Yes. And they lock eyes for a moment. Yeah. She's gorgeous. Tia Carrera was at the height of her power in this movie, I feel like. Yeah. She just... Yes. Just outstandingly beautiful. I think she's also said this was her favorite role she's ever played. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. To get to play a, a villain, like a... Yeah. Yeah, you get to choose very, some scenery. Very, cool. Very and, uh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's and be kind be of a badass. Um, Harry sneaks back into another room, I guess, and he just asks some random dude to hold his champagne for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just <laughs> walks off. He's... He's enjoying himself, Arnold, as I can tell. I love the ease with which Harry is moving through the room, and it really feels like, as you're watching it, that Arnold would be, like, loving the hell out of this. Yeah. Yes. It's it's incredible. You can tell this is Harry Taskers and not his first time uh, infiltrating a fancy pants party. Exactly. (laughs) Um, But Harry, he sneaks upstairs Goes out onto the balcony and then scales his way up to the third floor. Badass. And his tux must have some stretch in it. Yeah. I was thinking the same. I was wondering, like, could he also not just go up the stairs to the third floor? But maybe yeah. that maybe there was beefier security to get there. So I'm going to go with it. I'm, um, I'm, I'm here for it, too. He sneaks into an office where he connects some sort of transmitter device to this computer it boots it up, and then back in the truck, uh, Faisal gets to work hacking into that computer. <laughs> Fucking Windows 3. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's like the Arabic edition as well. It's kind of yeah. like, it's like you don't think about that no. as, a, as an English speaker. You're like, oh, yeah, I guess there's a different version of this for every country or every Absolutely. language. Um, totally sweet. I, I fucking love computer hackers in movies. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's, always... Well, it makes me wish that I had any knowledge of that at all, because it's unfortunately a useful skill but all, you know the mind that it takes to do something like that yeah. I'm, I'm envious of they that. always just get down to clicking like all right and, and Faisal's like he tells the boys that the, the files are encrypted and it'll take a few to get them yeah right it always does though right it always takes a few to get yeah, the files the got, files are always encrypted you've got to be <laughs> if you're not encrypting the files you're not doing your job as a that's as right. an evil genius that's right um so harry sneaks back down to the party 
He raises the suspicion, though, of one security guard who catches him coming out. Yeah, we know at least one security guard there is, is like, earning his paycheck. He had one of those, like, extendable mirrors like, like, uh, like Johnny Utah had on... Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, in Point Break. I wonder if that's, like, just law enforcement. Uh, ca- it's in the catalog. Yeah, like, it's, like, standard one. issue. I don't know, but it was... Telescoping mirror. Yeah, but then yet he still, he just stepped out from behind the corner, ran right into a security guard. Right. Like, oh, okay. Guess he did, guess he didn't <laughs> see him there. And then uh, he gives him, he breaks him off a little Arabic. Right. Yeah, for the bathroom. Minutes? Oh, no. Yeah, he, he says, oh, where's the John? I have to take a major leak. And the little <laughs> parenthetical on the subtitle said, perfect Arabic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Sounded pretty good. Yeah, why not? So he goes through, he's dodging some more security. Right. He catches the attention of Juno Skinner because he's sort of pretending to study some sort of stone like carving. Some sort of old statuary something or other. Yeah. So she comes over to him, asks if he likes the piece. Right. <laughs> he introduces himself as Harry Rehnquist. Right. She uh, uses her real name. Gib looks her up. She's an expert on Persian antiquities. That's right. So... Dude, Tom Arnold, high octane in this movie. Yeah, he's <laughs> dialed up to 13 all the time. He's got the great little one-liners. Like when he pulls up the picture, he nudges uh, Faisal, and he's like... <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, these dudes are like top-of-the-line spies mm-hmm. with endless resources. But I'm impressed with the quality of whatever, internet service or whatever they had going in that van. Out in rural Switzerland? Yeah, they're in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> up in the um, mountains? My dial-up in 1994 was not running like we that. We have to think that they are being fed some sort of satellite signal, is my deal. Is that they've got something aimed at them that's helping them do it, their job. It, it has to be. Yeah. That's the only thing that could explain it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, the, the, the broadband connection was not what it, it existed. <laughs> no, definitely not. Meanwhile, outside, security uh, guards spot that hole in the ice right. where he had snuck in, and, and everyone starts to raise the alarm. Uh, Gib warns him uh, that, you know, I think they're on to you or whatever. So he right. grabs Juno and whisks her out onto the dance floor for a little tango action. They dance to a song called Por Una Cabeza. And it was oh. the song Pacino and Gabrielle Anwar tango to in Son of a Woman. In my mind, that's like the tango song. And, it is, and it's the song that opens Schindler's List. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Okay. And the phrase is a horse racing term, apparently, that means by head. So we're talking about a close race. So it's actually kind of interesting that they're using that song. I, I, it's a really well-known song. But it's like everything that's happening is like by a hair, yeah. by a whisker. I'm buying their dancing as well. Yeah. So he looks smooth. He, yeah, and she is phenomenal. Yes. Like they look believable out there on the on the floor doing the thing. I read that Arnold had taken six months of tango lessons before the movie because he Arnold wanted to be convincing. Man. Yeah. That's a man. He committed, doing his homework, dude. man. I'm sure, yeah. That's something that also is just a skill that's nice to have for your life. Yeah, for any time. Yeah. So you can impress your partner or a significant other. I feel like Arnold can just sort of do anything that he puts his mind to. You can, too. I guess so. You can, but buddy. not with the success of an Arnold. Well, if you had nothing to do all day but spend your money to learn how to tango, you could do it. Yeah, <laughs> perhaps so. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I'm a big fan of his whole big time. life story for sure. Yep. Um, about this time, Faisal he gets into that computer. He starts downloading the files. Finally, that's when he busts out the ubiquitous hacker line. I'm in. <laughs> He's like, I'm down, baby. I got my hands up your dress, and I, I am like going. Sued. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like 
and, and Tom Arnold just like, Harry. He cuts him off. He's like, just copy the goddamn files, okay? <laughs> it's so good, dude. So good. Uh, yeah, so Gib tells Harry, all right, we're in. You got to get the hell out of there now. It says, ditch the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's everything that uh, Gib says is just like Seconds priceless. count. Ditch the bitch. <laughs> uh, Juno, Juno, before they depart, gives him her info yeah, she by did. pulling a conveniently tucked business card out of her boobular area. You were like, <laughs> he, gave it, he gave it a good sniff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Juno. Anyway, <laughs> he... <laughs> He goes to leave via the front gate, like you do. Lights yes. up a cigar. This is an iconic moment because he's walking out. One of the security guards stops him, asks if they can see his invitation. He's like, "Sure, here's my invitation." Like <laughs> triggers that explosive. I take it right. It yeah. was like a. Was it built into his little cigarette case? It was or built into a cigarette case. Yeah, that was bad. His lighter. Yeah, it was really. Good. That's a. That's a movie trailer moment that I remember. I remember that all these so well later. from the trailer. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Um, um, so he then he starts he makes a run for it. Right. The guards release a pack of Dobermans after him. Right. Uh, he takes out the dogs in spectacular fashion. Just turns around and like butts their heads together he as they jump. Plucks them out of the air and slams their heads together. <laughs> and, they, he's like, <laughs> and then he says, "Stay." <laughs> Ouch! Adding insult to injury to the dogs. When I was seeing that movie with my dad, he lost his shit when that happened. That's like, awesome. He was so yeah. happy. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. So then we see him being. I love a good like chase in a in a movie like this where you've got your debonair guy being chased mm-hmm. by guys on foot with machine guns, and then one dude on like a snowmobile. Oh, you gotta have snowmobile and dudes on skis yes. with machine guns. It's fucking sweet. And he just like ducks behind a tree and mows everyone down with his like handgun. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, it's badass. Uh, Gib and Faisal are on the move in the van. They're like fishtailing all over this icy road. Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> Hard to drive in the ice and snow. Arnold scales that wall and he's off the property, but he's still being chased. Him jumping up that wall is nuts. Yeah. Like whoever, like however that stunt got done yeah. is crazy. The, the gunmen on skis are badass. It's one of my favorite like movie things. Movie tropes. It's yes. like a uh, James Bond shit. Oh, yeah. It was awesome, the bit in Inception. Yes. With, oh, man, uh, that scene is crazy. The dudes in the snow. Hell yeah, yeah dude. Love that stuff. It, the stunt work and the effects are excellent. The one thing I take issue with is Arnold's body double. Like, oh, yeah, slip, the, slap, sliding down that mountain. Uh, yeah, if you pause any random frame, it's, this dude does not look a whole lot like Arnold. But that's it. That's quibble. That's something that... Small yeah, and minor. It works when he's running full speed. It, it works. It's still better than the poor bastard that got hit by the car in Commando. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Absolutely, dude. Oh, I was thinking when he first got off the property, he's running across level ground. Right. It made me just wonder where the dudes on skis, like why were there guys on skis? Because they didn't have poles or anything. Right. Like, just machine guns. But they, how do you get to the downhill part? Maybe they don't ditched have... them before they got to the hill. Okay, they had the poles and tossed them. Right. Yes. That's the only thing I can think We're of. We're going to go with that. <laughs> I don't you. know because it looked amazing. Convincing. It, it looked amazing and it worked for me. Um, Harry turns around. He's like going backwards shooting at guys. He's, I love that. He sends himself sliding down the hill on his back. He's still capping these dudes. He's highly trained. Killing yeah. machine. Uh, it's awesome, dude. I think Gib is giving him grief. <laughs> it's great. He gets back to the van and Gib is giving him grief. That's when, yeah, Gib is like, right out the old front gate, huh? <laughs> and he's like, please lean, lean back. And he shoots dude through the uh, cab of the van. It's awesome. Yeah. That's not cool necessarily thing to do to Gib. 
because that would have been loud. Yeah, like, he's hearing probably damage. deafened in one ear now forever. Yeah, but man, he's so fucking smooth with it. It's like, yeah, this dude is a fucking legit spy. Love it. I love that shit. Um, I think this predates the surveillance state that we live in now. Yeah. But I feel like Khaled would have also had cameras inside the place. You would think so, yeah. Maybe that wasn't as prevalent as now, but he sort of, you know, because Arnold whisks in and out. and Right. But I would think they would have had pictures of the guy just from surveillance. Yeah, whatever. agreed. Agreed. They would identify him, I feel like, fairly easily. Right. Like, oh, yeah, this guy. He's, oh, the, he's we, the one. He's yeah. the spy. Well, and everyone saw him. They would they would show the picture to the the cook staff. Yeah. To the to the. Yeah. Then they figure out who he is, and, and everything's busted. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, here is Houston. There is back in Washington D.C. That's right. In D.C., uh, we got Gibb is dropping off Harry back in his house. Where he's assuming his real identity right. again. I like Gibb handing him all of like his identity That's as, right. as Harry, the, his tasker paraphernalia. It's it's like <laughs> like props for a play, including a souvenir for his daughter. And Tasker's like, "What's this for?" <laughs> yeah, not like he's Tasker is about his job. It seems like right. He has, he has to be reminded. Oh yeah, I have a family and blood relatives. He almost goes in without his wedding ring. Gibb was like, Thank hey, God buddy, you forgetting Gibb. something? Yeah, I guess that's something agents have to be able to do, though. It's completely separate themselves from that life and be prepared at any moment to abandon it, really. Yeah, I guess so. You have to, like, that has to be something in the back of your mind that um, that I'm going to, like, bail. An interesting theory that I read about this film says that in this movie, every relationship between any two characters is based on dishonesty, Except the relationship between Gibb and Harry. I was going to say Gibb and Harry. They're the only two who are being honest They're with each other. They're true to one another. Yeah. Very, Harry's yeah. lying to his wife, to his... She's thing. lying to him. He's lying to Tia Carrera. The daughters are lying. Or uh, he's lying. Bill Paxton is lying to the wife, or to Helen, and Helen is lying to... Yeah. Right. Like, every relationship is based on a deception, except for this Harry is, and Gibb. It's like life. <laughs> I have shit. something to tell you. Oh, <laughs> Just shit. kidding. That's grim. Um... <laughs> But yeah, I like that theory. It's interesting as hell. Very, very, very. I like it. Harry he sneaks quietly back into bed with his wife, Helen. Right. That's Jamie Lee Curtis again. Um, there's a look on Harry's face yeah, when she, he gets in bed. Like, yeah. I wish I wasn't here. She like rolls over and like he kisses her on the cheek. Yeah. And she like rolls over and like puts her arm over him. And, and he, yeah, he's like, uh, just sort of deflated. I'm a... F- I'm a fan of the snuggles and stuff like that when I'm with someone. Yeah. I know I've known also people who are like like let's just sleep and not be cuddly sleeping. I think I I start cuddling and then at some point it's like all right, yeah. I'm going to roll this way because your body's hot. A uh, <laughs> a woman's arm draped across me, across yeah. my chest I like. It's like a security blanket. It's just, yeah, yeah, it just I makes like it me too. it makes me feel like a Absolutely. it makes me feel like a master of the universe. But also think about like coming coming down off the adrenaline high that he's probably got or something like that and then That's he comes true. back to this life and it's like ugh. Andy's probably it would wear on you that you can't be honest. Yeah, with absolutely. Your family. It you have to pretend to be a boring guy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. We'll go with that. Yeah. I'm there um, for it. I, I get the sense, though, that Harry's, like, more invested in his spy life than he is in his family life. Well, yeah, it comes across in, in like, even the scenes the next morning. Like, he's 
He's giving his daughter, Dana, the snow globe, and she thinks it's lame, chucks it right <laughs> in the trash. Ungrateful yeah. wretch. And then, like, he's putting his tie on. He's telling her the boring story about the business trip. So he can't be honest with her. Um, Arnold describes how cookies and market personalization work <laughs> in this whole part. <laughs> um, and then Helen's telling him about a plumbing issue, and he's just, like, not even listening. Just right. not even registering she's what she's saying. She's telling him, like, I slept with the guy, and he knocked off $100. He's like, oh, that's good thinking. <laughs> it's just like, okay. Dude, I read where Jodie Foster was originally going to play Helen. Could you imagine the, the size differential? Jodie Foster's about as tiny as yeah, they come. Yeah, she's itty-bitty. That just, and, yeah, and her other, like, traits. I think, that just would not, I don't, I could never see Schwarzenegger and Jodie Foster as a couple, as a believable couple. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think that the chemistry would have been there at all. No. Even though, I mean, she's an incredible actress. Oh, she's amazing. I just don't. Yeah, that's that would have been a really interesting casting choice. I can't recall any part that she's ever played in her career in a heterosexual relationship that was like a memorable performance from her. Taxi like, driver. <laughs> nah, dude. <laughs> no. But, no. Yeah, well, she was with no one in Nell, right? She was just no. feral? She was feral. Yeah. She was a feral kid. I mean, Sounds of the Lamb, she was just on her own. Um, the accused, I feel like she was just on her own. She plays a good loner. Yeah, she's a, an amazing actress, but not like a, a housewife. That's vibe. the thing is that you get a very strong, and not to say that she couldn't play bored housewife, because she could probably play the hell out of bored, bored housewife. But I think when people look at Jodie Foster, that there's, I don't know, just there's so much strength in her, I don't yeah. know. She was convincing in Nell as the feral, feral Nell. But. <laughs> and I had also read where this part was written for Jamie Lee Curtis, so I don't really know what to believe. I don't know what to believe anymore. <laughs> All I know is I'm glad that Jamie Lee Curtis got to play the part. Agreed. Uh, we can agree on that. So it, it's morning. Yeah, Gib has arrived. He lets himself in. Just comes right in. Right on in the front door. Did he have a key, or did, does Harry leave his door unlocked? Maybe they'd already been out to walk the dog earlier that morning. It's, Could be. Yeah. Could be. If I'm an international spy with people in the world who want me dead, no doubt, I wouldn't ever leave my door unlocked, I don't think. Yeah. I, yeah, I can, I can, yeah, I'm with you there. But you know what? Maybe it was Jamie Lee or the daughter that left the door unlocked, and they don't know. Definitely. Okay. One of them walked the dog earlier and then. We're going to roll with that behind. logic. Um, so Gibby comes in, he places a pack of cigarettes on the mantle. They're like Lucky Strikes. I don't know, Red, a red Apple? No, yeah. I, think they, I think you're right. I think they were Lucky Strikes. They look like Lucky Strikes. Um, now Dana's uh, biker boyfriend arrives to take her to school. He's much too old for her. There's something. I don't know how I'd feel. I don't have a kid. <laughs> I don't know how I'd feel about my teenage daughter riding off on the back of somebody's motorcycle. I think she's, she's listening to Sunshine of Your Love by Cream. Yeah. Covered by Living Color. <laughs> it's a good cover. It sounds cool. She's pulling on that helmet, and uh, Gib says, oh, I remember the first time I got shot out of a cannon. <laughs> he, he, he definitely, like, that was improv, right? Yeah, I, I think so. I think it's so. so funny. I feel like it's one of those situations where every time you would, they'd do another take, he'd come in with a different, you know, option. Awesome. He crushed that, though. Um, now, Gib gives Harry this pair of sunglasses that he's got to show him, hey, look, there's a video monitor built in to him, and there's a camera in that pack of cigarettes. I uh, It's our newest, like, whatever, surveillance device. Right. Um, so could you even focus on something that close to your eye? No. 
I don't think so either. No. Could he? Could the monitor be made to be out of focus so that it appears in focus? So I'm just. I don't know how that shit works. I'm just wondering if like the, somehow the glasses are positioned on your face and they're set at an angle or something Maybe. so that you could see what's in them. Because I've seen I've seen glasses that have a mirror built into the side and you can see behind you in your periphery. That's cool. So I'm wondering if that's what it is. It's just because the oh. image is so small, but the image that he sees is not small. It's like high high def like full, yeah. full image of the entire living room. <laughs> and what that, he that you couldn't see. It has to be something small. I would think so. Well what he sees is uh, Dana Stealing money out of Gibbs' wallet. Son of a bitch, that uh-huh. rat. <laughs> he tries to chase her down, but she hops on that motorcycle real quick and Bye rides off. Late. Right. So now we got um, cut to Harry and Gibb are going to work at Tectel. Right, a front. It's the front for the government's Omega sector, the last line of defense. It's sort of like S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, <laughs> for Marvel. Absolutely. Why not? I, um, I love this conversation that they're having. Dude, it's uncomfortable. It's so <laughs> funny, though. Like, I also love the Madonna and Axl Rose references. This movie is not timeless. <laughs> not, not so much timeless. Um, yeah, he's talking, like, Gibb is talking some serious shit it's about It's real Dana. dark, but it's hysterical. And, like, saying she's probably banging that biker boyfriend of hers Ugh. and that she needs the she's stealing the money to pay for an abortion. Or drugs. <laughs> and, like, and Harry got pissed. Well, yeah. I would, too. Like, you don't talk about my daughter. But it does show that he's got an attachment to his family, at least. True. He is an interested father and maybe not a husband right now. There was, we'll understandably, there's a lot of security hurdles to right. be cleared. Yeah, it's it's funny as they, they go from, like, office space to, like, underground bunker to, like, long hallway. It's like, and it, like, it keeps, it's like, like ramping up. It's like that long x-ray up. hallway, like uh, Total Recall. Yeah, exactly. But it, it's, like, <laughs> definitely it's ramping up. You got the, like, the mousy sort of woman working the desk just got the gun under the uh yeah. under the desktop um now we meet their boss spencer trilby right that's charlton heston as you mentioned like full-on nick fury mode yes yeah he's badass he's mad about the fact that they had sort of that the that switzerland mission turned into such a clusterfuck harry apparently screwed the pooch on this one you guys <laughs> screw the pooch is funny and faisal's line is funny where He's like saying it wasn't a total failure, you know. There's a there's many degrees of totality. You got a perfect mission on one end, and then a total pooch screw on the other. <laughs> and we were really more right in here. And Trilby is like, dude, I don't know you. You're new. You're the new guy. I don't cut you the same slack right. that I cut these guys. Exactly. I do Which like that we, yeah. we get some um, we get some exposition that Khaled had been funneling money to terrorists for something big, and that four nuclear warheads have gone missing, and that they think there's an attack being planned on U.S. soil. The MacGuffin has been planted. That's right. <laughs> um, so Trilby tells them they better get to work quick to get to the bottom of this plot before someone parks a truck in front of the White House with a nuclear weapon in the trunk. And he wants hard data. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good uh, Heston. Thank you. Hard he- data. Heston is uh, not known for his subtlety. No. No. <laughs> not in any movie he's ever yeah. been in. It's all over the top. Now, Like a truck. <laughs> um, at Helen's job, she's venting to her coworker about how boring life with Harry is. Right. And uh, man, they really like dress Jamie Lee Curtis down in this role, like just bad hairstyle and bad clothes. We used to call that hairstyle the weenie roll, where it looks like you put like one single curl, like curler in the front, or, yeah. or you use the curling iron just to do that one little like flippy do in the front. I think Jamie Lee was like maybe thirty five when yeah. this movie came out, I and she's right. got to be playing closer to forty five. Yeah, I would agreed. think forty at least. 
Um, she looks it in the getup she's wearing. Yeah, they sure. didn't do wonders for, her, but I think that was yeah. Obviously, it's an intentional uh, yeah, styling yeah, choice. Absolutely. Um, we're back yeah. at Omega. Yeah. Uh, they're going through the billionaire Khaled's finances, and they're showing some shady looking payments to Juno Skinner. So they had to figure we need to investigate more into this Juno Skinner woman. Very convenient then that Arnold met her at yeah. the or Harry. Sorry. Very convenient that Harry met her at the party. I like the uh, Music Man reference from Faisal here. I didn't catch that. Yeah, so Harry, Harry says, do we know where she is? And Faisal says, right here in River City. <laughs> That's awesome. I have never seen the Music oh, Man. Oh, well, so there's trouble. Right here in River City. <laughs> that went right over my oh, head. Oh, there's trouble. The capital T, and that rhymes with P, and that stands for pool. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. You know your stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, I think Gib asked Faisal if he cares to dance, and they go tangoing off. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Awesome, that's awesome. Um, so Harry goes undercover again as Harry Rehnquist. Yes. He goes to Juno's offices to meet with her under the guise of he's maybe going to buy some antiquities to decorate a, an office, some an corporate office. headquarters somewhere. Yeah. So her warehouse is like filled with... Uh, Massive statues and jacked Middle Eastern It's like dudes. giant statues of like Nebuchadnezzar, like Babylonian sphinxes or something like that. And just yoked, <laughs> yoked dudes everywhere. Yoked Middle Eastern guys are all over the place. They're everywhere, right? Uh, she says, do you see anything you like? Wow. <laughs> Such an innuendo line. I Yaws. love it. Um, now, then it cuts to, again, Juno, sometime later, she's back in her office talking to some subordinate and this warehouse grunt. Uh, enters that's Salim Abu Aziz, right. played by Art Malik. He's acting very deferential to her. May I have a word Ms. with you, Skinner? For a may I speak to you for a moment? Uh, the the other person leaves, and then he slaps her in the face and reveals Oof. himself, the true leader of the group. That's right. That was a surprise, right? It was a big reveal. Good acting of good acting is what that was. <laughs> he was like, and he is laying into her like, you stupid, undisciplined. Bitch. Yeah, it's crazy. He's, I do like, I, I can, it's just memorable, the delivery, when he says, you're busy laughing and flirting like a whore with this Rehnquist. Yeah, he's great. Like, he is a... He goes from deferential to sinister. To, like, yeah, he's a scary just, bad guy, and he's not like this big hulking guy. No, his eyes, he, he looks more mad scientist than anything else. He's like his haunting eyes, eyes. His eyes are haunting is a great word. Yeah, yeah. dude. Um, so Aziz says, you know, we're, we're certainly being watched, and we want... Uh, Juno to help us, whatever. She wants Juno to help lead them to Harry because they right. figure this guy, this Rinquist, must be not who he claims to be. Exactly. Right? So the game is afoot. That's right. But if you want to know more about what's going to happen, you're going to have to wait a week because <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. Yes. We're going to get back to it, though, very soon. We hope you'll be with us. Yes, we'll be back. 